and welcome to another episode of I'm Not Crazy. Welcome back. Cameron Jones here with my co-host. Nicole. Uh, so again, I'm trying to get a little back in the holiday spirit here, trying to get seasonal here. So in honor of Chanukah, Hanukkah, Season of Lights, Festival, Miracle, and uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christo, I thought, <laughs> why don't I find different miracles, modern miracles or more recent miracles that I found online Okay. in kind of like our Reddit Real or Not series. Get your take and tell me if you think these are miracles or just, you know, what are amazing or we will, we'll see how you classify them. Like miracles in the sense of like. Well, I guess, how do you define a miracle? Like, are we just going religious here or just well, like, holy shit? Trying, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is it just like, our, is it like religious miracle? We'll or see is what, it just we'll, like, we'll see what you're feeling based on each story. How about that? Okay. I'm not feeling pretty great. So I feel like okay. I'm joking. <laughs> well, we have a nice fire behind us on the TV. The atmosphere is set. So miracle number one. Okay. The Lord's miracle. Well, that. <laughs> well, this or louds or it's French. So I'm, I'm probably saying this okay. wrong. Lords is one of the Lords is one of the world's most famous miracle sites, a French grotto which is said to have healing properties for those who drink and bathe in it. This grotto supposedly has heavy-duty healing powers, and there have been multiple cases throughout history of it curing seemingly terminal or incurable ailments. Lords waters flows from a spring at the same spot where it was discovered by Bernadette in the grotto of Mesabilia. The original spring can be seen within the grotto, lit from below and protected by a glass screen. Pilgrims drink Lord's water due to its reputed healing power. The water is accessed from individual taps located between the grotto and the baths. The, so we're still bottling it today. The, the, the water is still accessible if we want some after this. Interesting. Okay. The water from Lord's was thoroughly analyzed by independent chemists in 1858 and 1859 and does not appear to have a latent power to cure it and has no special scientific or medicinal properties. Despite this, the water itself is a strong symbol of devotion from Lord's Pilgrims. Wait, can I stop you there? Yeah. So we haven't tested it since the 1800s? You know what? I'm actually going to second you there. I think maybe we need a little more testing on this before we make any more claims. Because We're in 2022 and they're just trusting testing from the 1800s? Yeah, let's do some science on and this water. And they're bottling this up and selling it to people we so should, it's easily accessible? Should we get some of this water on our hands? I don't think so. I don't trust it. I think we should. I think we just need to know what it's actually in it. Uh, so despite this, uh, the water itself is a strong symbol of devotion for the Lord's programs, and many buy statues and rosemary beads containing small vials of it and take home large plastic containers of it. So it's very accessible for us to get some of the spring water. We just have to go to France. Uh, so now here are some cases for you, though. Okay. On May 10th, 1948, Jean Fratel arrived at Lord's in a comatose state as a result of tuberculosis. After being gay... After being given some Eucharist, the dish-shaped wafer used in Christian Mass, mm-hmm. Jeanne woke up from her coma, or Jean, or sorry, from her coma and declared herself cured. Her miracle cure was officially recognized in Wait, 1959. Yep, at at the facility by the waters. It's not just either you bathe in it, you drink it. Just near the water here in this grotto, something about the properties are healing. Apparently, is this supposed to be similar to you know like that body of water that provides eternal life? The Fountain of Youth? Found, yeah, Fountain of Youth. Yeah, but this one seems more of just a healing health My restorer. eye twitched when you said like they have, they did testing like in the 1800s, so I'm thinking yeah. this isn't real, but keep going. Or I'm, or there is just a property or a mineral in I the water that's good. I don't think it would be easy. Carry on. For a more recent one, one of the most recent examples of Lord's healing properties is Jean-Pierre Bellet, who arrived on 
uh, October 9th, 1987, suffering from multiple sclerosis. After spending time near Lord's Waters, you he was declared that. cured. No, I don't. I'm I have scoliosis. I know. Thank God I don't have multiple sclerosis. No, if he had MS, it's not great. Uh, so do you believe in the existence of fountains of youth or curing fountains at all? Do you believe in any magical waters? I do believe in magical waters. I don't believe that it would be easily accessible to everyone and anyone. Because okay. I feel like there's always someone that's selfish and like preventing anyone to have easily accessibility to this Maybe. magical water you know what maybe it is accessible but it only grants you know like it only does you know when it needs a miracle you know what i mean maybe it's like that only if you're worthy so if you pray enough then maybe you'd be cured or we should really test this water again because scientifically something <laughs> is cool in it like i think we should just do that okay here my we go. eye twitched like i said in the so what are we it, thinking so not miracle or, was this one a miracle or not it's not. My eye twitched. So okay, she's saying like, no. Wow. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Next up, we have The Miracle of the Sun. This is one of, if not the miracle with the highest number of witnesses, between 50,000 and 100,000 people claim to have seen The Miracle of the Sun on the 13th of October, 1917, while standing in the Cova de Ira fields near Fatima, Portugal. The Miracle of the Sun is a series of events reported to have occurred miraculously on, the, on October 13, 1917, attended by a large crowd who had gathered in Fatima, Portugal in response to a prophecy made by three shepherd children, Lucia Santos and Francisco Santos, and Jacinta Marto. The prophecy was that the Virgin Mary, referred to as Our Lady of Fatima, would appear and perform miracles on that date. Newspapers published testimonies from witnesses who said that they had seen extraordinary solar activity such as the sun appearing to dance or zigzag in the sky, careening towards the earth or emitting multicolored light and radiating colors. Okay. According to these reports, the event lasted approximately 10 minutes. The local bishop opened a canonical investigation of the event in November 1917 to review witness accounts and assess whether the alleged private revelations from Mary were compatible with Catholic theology. The local priest conducting the investigation was particularly convinced by the concurring testimony of extraordinary solar phenomena from secular reports, government officials, and other skeptics in attendance. Bishop Jose de Silva declared the miracle worthy of belief on October 13, 1930, permitting official the cult of Our Lady Fatima within the Catholic Church. So this is a miracle that is officially seen by the Catholic Church. What do you think of this one? But it's only been seen once, right? Once by fifty to a hundred thousand people. Okay, and they it's all only for saw 10 the sun. Apparently, for the sun, the sun to dance and emit different colors of light. For ten minutes, they saw the sun zigzag around the sky. Right, some, so dance. Some sky. people saw it emit crazy multicolors. Some saw the sun right. approach, like careening towards the earth. I think aliens. I think this I is. I don't. Yeah, I don't think this is like a religious like miracle. No, I think this is some ET stuff, a mass sighting, some crazy like yeah. you'll, you'll see a lot of ET sightings like and a mass that people have. And also the sun is corroding towards the earth. I don't think it'd be a mass hysteria not so yeah. much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think everyone would be like, "Oh my god, it's a miracle." You know, not everyone be like, "Oh wow, we're fucked." Not everyone's having a good trip at the Lady Day Fatima. Uh, or I kind of forget what it was already. Sorry. Um, I'm going to say this is maybe extraterrestrial. You, you'll, you'll see a lot of reports too, that like in a mass sightings like this, people have high strangers and reports that are similar, but maybe and a also little you different. Can't, you can't, and you shouldn't stare at the sun. Well, you can, I guess, technically, but you shouldn't. You got to have the fun glasses unless you're our former president, Donald Trump. Well, I don't think right back in like when, when did the church get involved? 1917? 
Uh, they declared it uh, an official miracle in 1930, but it happened in 1917. Yeah. Did they have sunglasses in 1917? Well, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think we had as much publicization, 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 publicization. Oh, my God. Publicization? About eyewear. Yeah. I don't think this in is the real. Sun. Well, I, I think it's, I think the thing I is. I don't think this is real in the church of, or in the sense of it being a religious miracle. I'm going to agree with that. I think this is maybe aliens. I could get behind that. Next up, we have Festa Volovic. Okay. Uh, this one's pretty crazy. <laughs> I'm curious your thoughts on this one. Okay. S- Serbian former flight attendant Vesna Volovic holds a miraculous world record, the longest fall without a parachute. After a plane she was working on board in what? 1972 exploded mm-hmm. 33,333 feet in the air. So, so we're saying, okay, you know what? Carry on. Somehow, Vesna was the only person to survive the detonation of a briefcase bomb out of 28 people aboard. Mm-hmm. So it was just a terrorist attack in the 70s, as there were many more plane bombings, as we know. Mm-hmm. But this is crazy. She was pulled from the center of the plane wreckage with a fractured skull, two broken legs, and three broken vertebrae, but alive. So she was just found in the plane wreckage on the ground. So hmm. she survived that entire fall in the plane. Uh, following the bombing, Volovic spent days in a coma and was hospitalized for several months. Authorities suspect Croatian nationalists were to blame, but no one was ever arrested. Uh, she, I don't know if she's alive in a way well to, in well today, but she did make a recovery and was like a, a person and again. I mean, I'm sure a lot of trauma and some, a lot of recovery, but yeah, isn't that crazy. She she survived just like soaring out the middle of a, the middle of the plane. The middle of the plane. Where was she? I have no. I mean, we, this might just in case this ever were to happen to me. I just want to know. This might <laughs> warrant more. Uh, out with a fractured skull, some fractured vertebrae, and th- this one might warrant a, a, a longer deep dive at some point because it's kind of interesting. But okay. just in the center of the plane and the wreckage. I mean, I don't know if she was buckled in or you know just got tossed about and they found her in the, the heap. Yeah. So she might be uh, Bruce Willis invincible. But what do you think of that? That miracle? Yeah. That's a miracle. That's crazy. That is crazy. Ding, 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 ding. She should not have survived. No, not at all. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Cool. Our Lady of Guadalupe, also known as the Virgin of Guadalupe, is a Catholic title of Mary, Mother of Jesus, Jesus Cristo, associated with a series of five apparitions, which are believed to have occurred on on December 1531. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is going back a bit. Uh, on a venerated image on a cloak enshrined with the Basilica of Our Lady Guadalupe in Mexico City. Okay, you're, you're shaking your head. You're familiar with this one? Yes. Would you like to inform me a little bit? No. Okay. The Basilica is the most visited Catholic shrine in the world and the world's third most visited sacred site. In 1531, Don Diego said the Virgin Mary appeared to him, first asking him to build a church where he stood and then later to collect a bundle of flowers. When he opened his robes, the flowers fell away to reveal a now famous image of Mary, one which can still be seen today at the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Roman Catholics claim the images survived ammonia spills and even a bomb explosion, but one hard fact remains. The painting remains as colorful today as it did 500 years ago, surviving the Mexican heat in a way contemporary replicas could not imitate with their mineral restoration work. So what do you think of this one? I believe that one. You believe this one? Yeah. This I feel like I learned this one in Catholic school, but also parents, family. And then I so mean, this they, one is just familiar you, like, where it's at. Yeah, it's familiar. Yeah. So we're believing. So we're not believing in the former. Nope. One. Okay. But we're <laughs> believing in this one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So ding, 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 ding. 
Yeah. We're letting this one slide because yeah. it's familiar. Yeah, it's, it's familiar. The Mysterious Voice. This is a story you might have seen on like a Lifetime or Discovery or something. This is just one of those like survival stories. Some of these are just going to start getting to survival stories at some point. Okay. Because I mean, I think those are going to be the ones that get you to say miracle. But I've heard this one before. <laughs> Yell miracle. Yep. The Mysterious Voice. Cop Tyler Bettos was in for the shock of his life when he and other officers arrived in an accident scene in March 2015 where a car had overturned in a body of water. Bados, who believes the entire event is a modern-day miracle, explained what happened when he and a fellow cop went into frigid water waters to approach the car and look for survivors. That's when he heard something incredible. We all heard an adult female voice, which was a calm voice saying, Help me. Help me, Bados said. The voice really guided us to the car and gave us hope that whoever was calling out was alive. And here's why some believe this is one of the most fascinating miracles today. When they reached the car, there was a woman who had been deceased for 14 hours, but an 18-year-old month baby was still alive in the back seat. In the end, that mysterious voice helped save the baby. What do you think of this one? I've heard this one on ghost shows before. I've heard it on like... Yeah, I... I don't... No, like it's definitely it's, ghosty. If anything, yeah, it's ghosty, but I don't know if it's angelic. A is it a miracle? It's otherworldly. I don't think it's a miracle, and I don't think it's otherworldly. So, were they already the, the voice? Were they already? The baby? Were they already like? So they were already near the vicinity of a car crash. Right? They were checking the car crash, but they weren't making haste because they thought it was a clear like, oh, these people are dead kind of thing because the water, the car was submerged underwater. Right. But then they heard the voice, so they responded quicker, and there was a baby inside. So you're saying they would have saved the baby anyway, that too little, too late voice. Yeah. Okay. Wah, wah. So definitely ghosty, but not a miracle. I don't think it's a miracle, no. Okay. Don't believe that one. Why do you believe it? It's definitely amazing and possibly, a, you know, otherworldly, ethereal, ghosty. But beyond. do you consider it a miracle? It defies the norm. Isn't that kind of, by definition, a miracle? Something that, you know, defies... But was it really something that, like, was calling out to them? Or was it something... Their subconscious they... mind just being like... Okay, we're saying maybe they're full of shit. That's where she's coming from yeah, on this one. kind of. All right, all right. Back from the dead. Rudy Grapera Casamira, 40, fell unconscious from a rare amniotic fluid embolism during a cease during a C-section in September 2014 at the Boca Raton Regional Hospital in Florida. Okay. Doctors tried to revive her for more than three hours. After 45 minutes without a pulse, doctors decided to invite her family into the operating room to say their last goodbyes. Oh, did she come to life? Then, what doctors are calling a miracle occurred, her heart began beating on its own. She revealed that during the experience, she felt herself floating along a tunnel and seeing spiritual beings, including her father, surrounded in light. What's even more incredible is that she suffered no brain damage and her baby girl also was born healthy and made a full recovery. So then I'm going to say yes. That's a miracle. Yeah, I think so. I mean, for being, I always, I think, I think it falls along the, along the lines of miracles. I mean, someone being pronounced dead. And they were working on her for, And then three hours. That's quite a while. Yeah. So she had what, a, an embolism? After 45 minutes without a pulse. So she was dead for almost an hour. But still, that's a long time to be dead. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Dead not to be. And she made it recover from brain aneurysm. Yeah. Or cerebral. It was an. I thought it was an embolism. It was. Sorry, I'm. I'm reading back here. I imagine something different in my brain. What? So you know what? Because she had a C-section, right? Yep. Yeah. So it was complications of a C-section. So yeah, she had an embolism. We had a miracle, folks. Yeah, I think it's a miracle. 
Uh, the Frozen Boy. Okay. Gardell Martin. Miracle. 22. Oh, okay. You <laughs> Sorry, I'm it? joking. Go ahead. Gardell Martin, 22 months old, was playing with his siblings outside. That's pretty young just to be playing outside in this Witcher frigid How thing. old? 22 months. So a little like over. Like almost two, two years. years. Yeah. Like was, yeah, with, was playing with his siblings outside his parents' home in Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, uh, in March 2015 when he fell. How old were the siblings? I don't know. That's very young to be outside in the cold by yourself. Well, with his siblings. Uh, in March 2015 when he fell into a gushing creek with 34 degree water. Gardell was found a quarter of a mile away by a neighbor, unconscious and without a pulse. Uh-huh. Emergency personnel were called to the scene and immediately began performing CPR, uh-huh. which continued un- uninterrupted for one- 101 minutes as they transported him via an ambulance and a helicopter to hospital. His body temperature upon arrival was 77 degrees, well below the normal temperature of 98.6. Uh-huh. After doctors gradually warmed the boy over 24 hours, he remarkably woke up without any apparent signs of neurological damage. Repeat that last two sentences. He remarkably woke up without any apparent signs of neurological damage 24 hours after they just were gradually warming him up from 77 to 98. He just woke up. That's all they did? Just warmed him up. Just warmed him up? I mean, maybe some more stuff, but that's all this, this little that's article That's why I need you me. to read those last two lines. I was like, they just warmed him up for 24 hours? and yeah, he just put some blankets, got one of those wet thermoses you always see in cartoons and movies, you know? Can we get one of those? Wet thermoses? You know those, like, water thermoses that you always see? Not therm- you know those, like, little heating pads? Like the water, like the water sacks? Yeah. Or, like, the heating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heat- Oh, my God, what is it called? I don't know. That's why I call it little water thermos thing. No, they're, like, the heated... Water sacks. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So what do we think? Is this frozen boy a miracle? He, I mean, he, said- he drowned, floated down river, got found by a neighbor. Then they resuscitated him for 101 minutes. Right. And then started warming him up when he got to the hospital. Right. Did it ever say they resuscitated him? And no. no. So they just so warmed like up the little, dead bo- that's body. That's why I keep questioning. I was like, they just warmed up the dead boy? For yeah. 24 hours? I'm going to say bullshit. Oh, okay. We're saying no. Are you I saying th- if it's real, it's a miracle, but you don't think it's real? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if I mean, any of our boys fall in the like, water, eat them up. Yeah, but he would have some sort of damage. You know, you're going to find a he lot of these. Get, it seems like if you are... F- extremely sick. It seems like if you Under slowly freeze into like a comatose state it seems like these are the miracle stories where it's a little easier to warm them back up to like not brain damaged I mean, this isn't like so if you ever like, if you ever have to get in a bad accident do it cold <laughs> if you can <laughs> then we can maybe frankenstein you back demolition derby dude okay is that the title that's what i call some i, I named some of these oh, okay uh, the end of Grayson Kirby seemed inevitable when he was thrown from a demolition derby car at the Mid-Atlantic Power Festival in Rucksuckerville, Virgin. Wait, sorry. Yep, Rucksuckerville. Just checking. Okay. Uh, VA in June 2014. The accident left him in a coma. His lungs were crushed, and nearly every other bone in his body was broken. His brain also suffered multiple strokes and hemorrhages, and his kidneys were failing. Mm-hmm. If he did wake up, he would likely, to be put bluntly, be put in a vegetated state. Right. Uh, but his family refused to give up and turned over to prayer. Thousands of people in the community and beyond kept Kirby in their thoughts and prayers and wore red shirts d- designed to show their support for the injured man. Okay. 
In a final attempt to revive Kirby, doctors hooked him up to a machine typically used for transplant patients, not trauma patients. Whether it was due to a divine intervention or medical intervention or both, it worked. Ten days after the accident, Kirby opened his eyes and mouthed the words, I love you, to his father. The doctors couldn't believe it, and neither could Kirby. I'm humbled, I'm grateful, just amazed, said Kirby. I know that God saved me. I know that prayer and believing saved me. What do you think of Kirby? What? Kirby. So you're telling me his lungs were crushed, Mm -hmm. and he was able to mumble the words, I love you. After he woke up. After he woke up. How many days? It didn't say the time passed. It just, you know, he was in a coma for a long time. And then they put, it seems like they just hooked him up to a a trans. They hooked him up to a machine typically used for transplant patients, not trauma patients. Why would that fucking matter? I'm going to say bullshit on this whole story. Yeah, I don't think it's real. I'm going to say this one's my lie. You should not be able to mumble any words. Yeah, I'm in so much agony. (laughs) Like what? The miracle nun. Roman Catholic Church has a rigid, formalized vetting process when evalu- evaluating miracles, mm-hmm. uh, which are defined as divine events that have no natural or scientific explanation, if you want to define your miracles moving forward. Uh, investigating a single miracle can take years. After a 14-year process, the Vatican released its verdict on a young boy's sudden recovery from a debilitating gastrointestinal condition. or Like he, IBS? Yeah, I would say, or maybe he just had like anxiety, got over some shit. Uh, it was a miracle. Uh, doctors tried everything, antibiotics, diets, and tests, but it seemed nothing could stop four-year-old Luke Berge from literally wasting away in 1998. So it is a little modern, at least. The eight to ten violent bouts of diarrhea he experienced every day for six months forced him to drop out of preschool. After doctors began to suspect cancer, the mother's bo- the boy's mother, a devout Catholic, began looking outside of medicine for a cure. Problematic. Probably don't ever do that unless you're sure your son is the Antichrist. Uh, She asked nuns to pray for Luke, Sister Margaret Mary Priester, and the late Sister Evelyn. Can I just pause you for a second? So he has had violent diarrhea for six months. Yeah. Six to ten, ten, eight to ten bouts a day. So he was just basically sitting on the toilet. Yeah, I believe in back in the day they called it having the grip and he's just dying of a wasting diarrhea disease. Uh, So he had like Montezuma's revenge. Something. Uh, They asked. uh, Did they travel? (laughs) It's a traveler. It doesn't seem like this lady was big into Western medicine before she dipped. So, Sister Margaret Mary Priester and the late Sister Evangeline Spainer, sorry, that's a weird looking name, uh, knew what to do. They asked the founder of their order, Mother Teresa Bonzel, a German nun who lived a hundred years ago, to intervene. The nuns prayed a novena, a nine day vigil, asking Bonzel to heal Luke. As soon as their novena was complete, Luke woke up with his stomach no longer hurting him. The illness never returned. I knew it was a miracle, said Mother Jean Berge. So this is a classic sounding miracle. A bunch of nuns praying for a sick boy. What do you think yeah. of this one? Um. So you're thinking this is scientific and maybe not so much a Well, miracle? it doesn't necessarily have to be scientific, but I don't think that This boy just has Crohn's be... or IBS or... Yeah. <laughs> Like, maybe, like, yeah, I could see Crohn's. I could see IBS. I mean, it could... Seems like his mother's an overbearing uh, religious woman, so maybe he's just, maybe like, dealing with shit. Maybe he had a parasite, Maybe look into the boy a little further. Yeah, I don't think it's a it's a miracle. I mean, it, it, I'm surprised he survived shitting himself for, like, six months, but, you know. <laughs> Good that's, for him. That's a miracle. Uh, so we're going to say no to that one. Yeah. Pope Francis and the Miracle Blood. Have you heard of this one? 
Pope Francis so. is often called the Pope of Surprises. Ooh, look behind you. It's Pope Francis. Could he also be the Pope of Miracles? No. St. Gerano <laughs> was okay martyred uh, in 305 AD. Today, Gerano serves as Naples' patron saint. During the three feast days of St. Gerano celebrated each year, it is believed that enough prayer can liquefy a vial containing the saint's dry blood. At Mass held on March 21st, 2015, Pope Francis... Whoa, 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 hold on. So they have a dry vial of blood from this guy from 305 AD. Okay. And these Catholics believe in... um, Praying until it liquefies? Yeah, that if enough people pray in the Vatican, then they can turn it back to liquid. Wouldn't it be funny if someone like in the background just like... Put a little, bleep, bleep, bleep. put a little droplets of water, and be like, be "Wow, like a, you guys prayed enough. You guys donated enough money to the Vatican Church." Could it be? Well, that wouldn't surprise me. Could it be like a heat thing, and it's just like congealed and then like liquefying in hands and stuff and getting passed around or something? Uh, so Pope Francis was, uh, as Mass was held on March twenty first, two thousand fifteen, Pope Francis was given the vial. When the Pope kissed the vial, <laughs> the blood half liquefied. Well, it's because it spits all over it. I'm saying maybe it's a heat thing. Uh, the Cardinal called the scientifically inexplainable liquefi- liquefaction a miracle. This was the first time the blood had been liquefied by a Pope since 1848 when it did so in front of Pope Pius the Ninth. Sorry, I had to do some Roman numeral no, math okay. in my head quick. I'll let that Pope give me a smooch. What do you think? It's gross. So, I'm going to say no. It's so, not no. So we're not believing in the blood liquefying with prayer either. No. Okay. Okay. No. Well, surprise, Pope Francis. No miracles here. No. He kissed the vial and then it became... He believed. You gotta believe. No, it's not the belief. It's the prayers. Okay. That's what you told me. It's the time of Santa. You said... <laughs> now we got some miracle survivals. <laughs> okay. Car crash number one, just because I don't know if I have any more car crashes, but I assume there would be. Okay. Uh, in July 2018, Angelina Hernandez was driving near Big Sur down Highway 1, headed to Southern California in her SUV when a small animal crossed the road. Mm-hmm. Hernandez swerved and missed it, and doing so, shot her SUV off the road and off the cliff, mm-hmm. tumbling about 200 feet to a desolate rocky beach. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a drop. Yep. She had a brain hemorrhage, fractured ribs, mm-hmm. broken collarbone, okay. ruptured blood vessels in both, both eyes, a collapsed lung, but she didn't die. When she came to, water lapped over her knees. She broke her window with a multi-tool, crawled out the window, and swam to the beach and passed out. Already wild. Wait, she had a broken collarbone and she swam to the beach? Yeah, or at least, like, you know, struggled over. I mean, it was only, like, you know, knee-high water. But still. Yeah, it's still impressive. When she came to again, she had no shoes and was understandably pretty banged up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she began walking to the shore for help. She used a hose, Walking? or again, to the best of her ability, she used a hose from her car to collect dripping water from moss along the shore. She walked for days. Up above, she could see cars pass by atop the cliff, but they couldn't see or hear her screams because it was just too high to fast yeah, traffic. Too, you said it was 200 feet, feet up. Drop. Yeah. It wasn't until a few hikers scouting the beach for fishing spots stumbled across her and were probably teared out of their mind that they found a zombie. Uh, her wrecked jeep and uh, well, they found her wrecked jeep and they scoured the beach until they found Hernandez crumpled up and sleeping on some rocks. They gave her water and called for help. Eventually, rescuers used ropes to descend the cliff and evacuate Hernandez to a hospital, ending her seven-day ordeal. 
She had a brain hemorrhage. She was bleeding in broken the brain. Broken collarbone, broken leg. She was pretty, she had mo a lot of things were broken. What do you think of that one? Mir miracle? I mean, I find it kind of hard to believe. Seven days? Seven days of crawling from the car, trying to make it up, up a 200 foot incline. And with a bleeding brain, a broken collar, a punctured lung. Both her eyes were hemorrhaged. Right. Uh, some broken ribs. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say amazing. Awesome, uh, but no miracle. She, I don't. I, I she find survived it, the drop. She are survived these it. True story. This one, yeah, true story. Well, I don't know. They're on the internet. <laughs> I didn't vet this crazily. So a lot of these stories are, I find it hard to believe, you know, like, especially this one. That's this also what I was looking up. Though. I was trying to find hard to believe crazy, amazing survival stories. For this some one reason. is insane. And I don't think it's real. You don't think it's real. We'll look into no. this one. We don't bookmark this later. Someone look into, Oh, looking like this is a true story. Yeah, and I've been it's like Washington post, CNN, NBC, yeah. So it's Angela Hernandez, 23. This was like in July, like mid-July. July 18th. Yeah. No, July 16th of 2018. Oh, whatever. I was close. Yeah. Seven days on Big Sur Beach. Shares her? Did you see pictures of this? Hmm. Her SUV was fucked. Well, maybe we'll put some of those up just to vindicate me and prove my innocence here. I will say I didn't vet much, but I did find a lot of when looking up modern day miracles, just very religious so this one, websites. This one that seems were... to be real. So, yeah, that's a miracle. That's, that's crazy. Car crash number one. Yeah. Miracle. Ding, ding, ding. We yeah. have a turnaround here, folks. I mean, there are a couple miracles. I feel like the ones that I believe I'm more led to believe that are miracles are like stuff like this, like that lady that like was in the plane. That and exploded and survived. So I'm just going to need you Insane. to vet each of my stories and we'll see if they're real. Next up, Lost at Sea. After successfully sailing across the Atlantic solo in his 6.5 meter sloop, Stephen Callahan started the trip home in January of 1981. The storm around his boat one evening didn't concern him, but a hole was created by a whale or a shark in the boat's hull in the middle of the night and amid what? the storm. He was struck by either a whale or shark or some large creature. So a hole was made in the boat. Yes. Okay. As the, as, the as the boat began to sink, Callahan repeatedly dove back into the sinking ship to grab survival gear. Crazy. This is like an action movie. Mm -hmm. With food and water for a few days, Callahan clambered onto a six-foot circular raft, adrift 800 miles west of the Canaries and heading further from them at every moment. Callahan fished with a spear gun and made water from a solar still. On day 14, he signaled at a passing ship, but it kept passing. Eesh. After a month, he drifted out of shipping lanes. By day 50, he was covered in sores from salt water, struggling with dehydration in the tropical waters, and struggling to patch a hole in his raft. Exhausted and after losing a third of his body weight, Callahan was finally spotted by some fishermen off the coast of Guadalupe as birds and fish were circling his raft, forging for the fish guts he was tossing back into the sea. He survived 76 days adrift. Miracle or not. That's a Tom Hanks movie right there. It is. Or it's like Life of Pi. I guess this one kind of exists. Tell me that airplane blow up one. Although that's not so much a fun story because it's pretty much going, 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 this bomb. This guy <laughs> should be found and put on Naked and Afraid because he lived. I bet he doesn't want to. I well, he... I'm sure he doesn't want to, but he would uh, get the title. I bet he's had his film. Lasting the longest. No, that's crazy. I believe that. Yeah. Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. You might remember this one. This happened a few years ago. Well, I guess it's been a while now. Trapped underwater. 
On May 28, 2013, divers in the wreckage of, a Jack of the Jackson 4 were attempting a triage of the vessel which sunk 100 feet down off the coast of Nigeria after capsizing. What they didn't expect was to find a survivor. Harrison Oakney was the ship's cook. He was in the latrine when the boat capsized and tried to reach the emergency hatch but failed. The boat began to fill with water with Oakney trapped inside. Eventually he found himself trapped with a four square foot air bubble. After three days he had given up hope. Then he heard a knock. It was the hammer of the divers working on the surface of the ship. Eventually diving gear was brought to him and he was, he was brought to a decompression chamber where he had to spend the next two days. He had, sp he had been at the depths where that should have killed him in that situation and took the lives of everyone else on board. Mm -hmm. And unsurprisingly, he's vowed to never go to sea again. But I remember the story from a few years back that like this guy had just been surviving in the pitch black dark under at the bottom of this of the ocean for like three days just in an air pocket, like four by four. That's crazy. Yeah, he was like huddled up in the corner of something to stay out of the water. Oh, so he did stay out of the water. I, figured... I think a little bit, if I can recall, or like maybe at least waist high, there was like okay, kind of like a bed or something. I can't exactly remember anymore, but I remember seeing the pictures of like him down there and he'd look terrible. Yeah, I believe that. That's great. It's true, but miracle? Yeah. That's a miracle. Uh, some of these are a little shorter now. Okay. True stories. Saved by the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, studies show that married people live longer than singles. Donnie Registers of Morton, Mississippi is proof. Register was helping two customers in his antique store. One of them aimed a gun at Register's head. Just as he was going to shoot, he threw up his hands. Register says his gold wedding band deflected the shot that surely would have killed him. I don't know if it was just luck or I had someone other help, but it was wonderful either way. So he went like that quick and the ring stopped him from getting shot in the face. It deflected off of his gold wedding band. He got shot? So there was... So I'm supposed to believe that his gun or his ring deflected a bullet? Uh, he was at an antique store where... Why would you rob that? That already sounds fishy. It was being held up. He threw up his hands like this. And then when they shot, it deflected off his ring, apparently. You look like you don't believe this one yeah, at all. Yeah, I don't believe it. Wah, wah. Next short Would one. you believe it? Like, I, I mean, don't think... I don't the movies think... have made me believe that Bibles stop it, crosses stop it, little oh, necklaces, rings stop bullets. So many things stop bullets. Uh, Plitman, steel like vest in front of you in westerns. And maybe... I mean, yours is a little thinner than most, but even then, like... You're right. We should get me a bullet-stopping ring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we get a hard metal, yeah, it would stop, like, different... Yeah, softer metals. But you... Yeah, I'll believe it. Okay. Homeward Bound. In 2008, Bill Clark was driving through Connecticut with his beloved Aildare Terrier, uh, Max, when his convertible was struck by another car. In the confusion, Max bolted into the nearby woods. Mm -hmm. Clark, who lives 45 miles away, spent three weeks frantically searching the area. Then one day he came home and found Max sitting in the yard. The vet said he had lost 11 pounds, and Clark says he lost seven. So the dog miraculously just found his way home after 45 miles in seven days. Homeward Bound. That's why I named it Homeward Bound. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I believe that I, pets will find their way home. How do they do it? Yeah, that one's but not miraculous. That's just nature. No, I feel like that's just nature. I feel like if... We're going to say nature. Nature and how much love. Oh, Luca would come back first. That's our dog. Yeah, he would. I named this one Quantum Leap. Okay. Uh, you have to be pretty brave to jump out of a plane, but you also have to be lucky to survive the leap with a faulty parachute. 
Larice Butler had fate on her side in March when she escaped a freefall of 3,000 feet with only a broken leg, a fractured pelvis, and a concussion. As Butler plummeted, the chute's ropes twisted around her. She later told reporters that she prayed, Please God save me, I have a son, but could recall nothing else until she woke up in the hospital surrounded by her family. Miracle. Yeah, I'm going to say anyone who jumps out of a plane or the chute falls and they survive, that's a miracle. That's just a miracle. Mm -hmm. I named this one Double Revival. Last Christmas Eve... I like the titles you give. Thank you. Just these later ones because they didn't have titles. Last Christmas Eve, Tracy Hermastoffers... A uh, heart stopped beating while she was in labor with her third child, mm-hmm. a boy she and her husband Mike had named Colton. Mm-hmm. Just after receiving an epidural for the pain, she lost consciousness and went to full cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. Doctors attempted to revive her but couldn't and began an emergency C-section, much like that story from earlier. Mm-hmm. But Colton was born limp and seemingly lifeless. Half of the family was lying there right in front of me, dead, Mike said at the time. I, I lost all feeling. Then to his astonishment, Tracy's pulse returned, and moments later, Colton began to breathe. I'm not big-time religious, says Tracy, but I know this one was in God's hands. Within a few days, mother and son were sent home with a clean bill of health. Miracle. Miracle. That's crazy. Uh, This isn't at least, like, dead on the table for an hour like the last one. Jeez. Uh, I named this one Toilet Baby. Oh, is this, like, I didn't know I was pregnant kind of situation? Times 100. Cool. Okay. This case is rightly called a miracle is this is the start of this one okay. a newborn girl fell into the hole of a toilet a toilet train and survived toilet train a toilet on a train and survived okay meaning she fell onto the tracks from a toilet on a train from a moving train let me break this in okay pregnant Rinku Debbie Ray went with her husband and four-year-old daughter to her parents, where she was planning to have her second child. Oh, so she knew she was pregnant. She knew she was pregnant. On the train, she had a stomachache and went to the toilet. Mm -hmm. The little girl was impatient to be born. Everything happened very quickly, and the child jumped out of the mother's body into the toilet, which had a hole leading straight to the railroad. The woman ran to her husband, who pulled the emergency brake, and together they looked for the child. Surprisingly, after such an adventure, the girl was safe with only minor bruises and scratches. Kids are resilient. <laughs> Gross. Isn't that baby. crazy? I'm going to yeah. say that toilet baby's a miracle. Yeah. Miracle toilet was baby. Was the baby still, I mean, it had to. Yeah, it said it was alive. It just said no, bru- like bruises and scratches. Oh, I would Umbilical. imagine not anymore. Someone tells me the train took care of that. But don't they? If not, that thing was just That's dangling. Yeah. Ugh. Nah, I think it probably the train disconnected the umbilical cord. Nearly headless kid. Like nearly had this dick, you know, like Harry Potter. Uh, so boy recovered. Uh, so a six-year-old boy recovered orthopedic decapitation. So orthopedic. Yeah, that's what it says. Okay. So that's essentially, we'll get into it, but that's when you get decapitated. Your, your neck breaks and severs, but your head's still attached. Mm-hmm. Nearly headless. Jordan Taylor had a car accident separating his skull from his vertebrae. The doctors termed this type of injury as orthopedic decapitation. He had about a 1% chance of survival. Mm -hmm. The news of what happened to him spread to the family's church and many other churches across the country. His mother says she knew of at least 20 churches praying for him at the time. He had a surgery which reconnected his spine to his skull. Three months later, he was discharged from the hospital and is now back in school. Three months later? Three months later. What the boy survived... 
What the boy survived through is recognized as a rare event, however. It is nearly impossible to survive. I imagine most, if not all, lose hope of regaining life after a loved one suffers this. So he, miracle. I'm not sure if it says he made like a full recovery, but he's not dead. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably that's a miracle. That's insane. Yeah, reattach his head. Yeah. That's nearly had this. I would not let him go back to school after three months. Uh, I'd so, be like, you need a little more time. Yeah, maybe take six <laughs> months off, bud. Uh, this is my last story, last okay. miracle to rape for you. Okay. And I named this one Spider Man. <laughs> okay. Paraplegic man contracted a spider bite and started to walk again. We should maybe scientifically look into this as well. Paraplegic man. Gets bit by a spider and then walks. Do they say what kind of spider? Spider-Man. Yeah, they do. A motorbike accident almost killed Mr. David Blankart about 21 years ago. He survived but was unable to move his legs. Okay. He remained confined to a wheelchair for about 20 years, still bitten by a brown recluse spider. Oof. He was hospitalized for and spent eight months in physical therapy. In therapy, a nurse, a, in therapy, a nurse noticed spasms of one of his legs and ran some tests. Five days later, David was wait, walking. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on wait. In Rewind. Ther- in therapy. No, wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. So he got bit by the spider and then they started doing physical therapy? Or was he already scheduled for physical therapy despite the spider bite? Well, I think it's also because brown recluses are pretty bad, right? And especially yeah. if they get in you. So I think it's like he got bit by a brown recluse, went to the hospital. He was like in therapy, for, I think, for that. Like re- like I did some sort of rehabilitation for that, maybe. And then then during that, they noticed that his legs were spasming. But he was already a paraplegic, so he was already not. But you still might be weak and sick from a brown recluse and need hospitalization. Yeah, but would you need physical therapy for that? I don't know. Maybe okay. it's, we'll look this one up. Maybe it's fake. But the nurse noticed his leg spasm, and five days later, David was walking. I need more info. Okay, we'll do. Okay, <laughs> we'll look this up. I'm skeptical. So even live science is like questioning too, because paralyzed man. I mean, he's paraplegic. Mm-hmm. Brown recluse spider and walking. Two Again, are surely false. I didn't vet this, but let's look into brown recluse and some water properties. People That's all think I'm it's, saying. It's lousy broadcast journalism. Probably, yeah. Again, did not vet these. So you're thinking probably since you're not trusting in or doing your own research, this one's fake? Well, not that I'm doing my own research, but just the way that it's worded just doesn't seem right. <laughs> I worded it, some of these. <laughs> well, most of these I copied verbatim, but you know. Well, I don't. So overall, I don't think this is true. It's probably a not. paraplegic cured by a spider bite, a brown recluse. That's why I named him Spider Man. So, in conclusion, so that one I don't, I don't think is real. That's, that's no to that one. I'm just gonna say no. So I'm gonna keep saying no. All in all, in conclusion for this episode, yeah. Do you believe in miracles? I do believe in miracles. Um, like I said before, I, I think the ones that I'm more partial to believing are the car crash crazy survival stories. survival okay. ones yeah is it intervened by well i guess even the definition was just like beyond science or logical reasoning so there is that no makes one. sense yeah well i hope you enjoyed our list of miracles hopefully you uh believe some of these or vetted some of them if you find out most of these are fake write us in at uh, i'm not crazy at gmail.com and let me know let us know or if you have any personal miracles you know yeah, share e- them email in we'll maybe share some of those online but thanks for listening to i'm not crazy if you like what you heard like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app rate and review like share all that good stuff to help us move up in the ratings yeah yeah uh, and if you want to hear more content, you can hit up the Majestic Jam Network, Cult Classics Podcast for movies, I'm Not Crazy for Fun Banter Hanging Out, 
and the Highwire podcast for music news. Until then, we'll check you on the next one. Bye.